episode 210 of the A News podcast, a digest and or conversations on anarchist activity, ideas and conversations from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. If you have an editorial you'd like to read or have us read for you, let us know by emailing it to us at podcast at anarchistnews.org. As we say every week and never happens. Uh, what's new this week? Car arson in solidarity with anarchist prisoners from Athens in the media, a communique about a solidarity action for Chilean anarchists. Quote, there are people who are bullets for weapons that have disappeared or have not yet been discovered. Others are knives and recognized as a sheath, only the heart. And others are flowers that bloom in cement. The rest could and do not exist. Unquote. Damn. Pivot to Spanish from the Anarchist Library by Anon. So Cedar is not the only anarchist in Montreal who is capable of writing thoughtful, analytic reflections on anarchist practice and events. This is from an anonymous word nerd who has worked on the Montreal Book Fair, arguing that Spanish rather than English is the language to be promoted for multi-ethnic understanding. This is a lovely, careful piece explaining the catalyst for writing, the context for the catalyst, the particular audience, and a possible general audience, all with friendly politics, humility, and a sense of humor. Quote, with respect to a discussion about the MABC pivoting to Spanish, I worry that these ideas could distort the intent of my proposal, transforming it from a practical proposal about a specific project into a moral proposal that has larger implications. I disdain that possibility. I am certainly not writing any of this so that people can use my words to bash the quebs. People can certainly do that if they want. I'm not the boss of anyone, and I think the quebs will be just fine regardless. But I am concerned about language dynamics, not historical meta-narratives that politicians of various kinds can use to stir up emotions and mobilize populations, unquote. It's also very informative. Reasoned, self-reflective, clearly written arguments are good whether you agree with the conclusions or not. R.I.P. Matt Cicero, anarchist militant, journalist, organizer. From enoughisenough14.org. A statement about the death of an activist, isolated apparently due to mental health problems, or to friends who didn't know how to support him, or both. The statement raises the issue that there have been many deaths of despair among activist men in the past few years. Quote, there is another question that is more disturbing, and that is whether it is something in the activist scene killing us. Has the anarchist culture become deeply toxic? Both Dave and Matt were being excluded by their respective activist communities at the times of their deaths. In both cases, it seems likely that this was a factor in the deterioration of their mental health. Is a toxic activist culture partly to blame? Unquote. I'm always torn about statements like this. They're both endearing attempts to respond responsibly and also grandiose and deluded. But here, quote, a memorial is being organized by Matt's friend Albert Dumont, an Algonquin spiritual leader. It will be held on May 16th. By pure coincidence, a massive global day of action happens to be planned for that exact day. So wherever you are, if you do want to honor Matt's memory, consider torching or smashing something in his honor, or at least lighting off some fireworks, unquote. That sounds right. Statement by the comrades from Free Pompacell, F-A-I-F-R-I, from anarchia.info, English translation by A News. Yay! Quote, democracy or dictatorship, said the writing on the walls when the military uprisings of the so-called Carapintadas, right-wing extremist military, put the government of a certain Alfonsin in a checkmate back in the 80s in Sargentina. This or that, options that anarchs always question and why this or that if it is possible to imagine infinite options. Fascism, anti-fascism is another example, or machismo feminism, or what an obscene trap, the politicking of look at the tree and forget the forest. How many more times do we need to repeat 
that we do not want to reform anything, but rather destroy everything. Social, anti-social. Organization, anti-organization. Individualist, collectivist. Blah, blah, blah. We are anarchists, and in the context of our diversity, almost everything fits. Getting closer to the much-desired total liberation is what it's all about. The IAT, informal anarchist tendency, was born to settle so many useless discrepancies. Insurrection here and now or more submission. Revolution is destruction. We'll see what comes out of it. But let's do it now. Unquote. The best poetry. Dialogues with David Graeber from Anon by Wayne Price. A, pre a pretty brief and mostly respectful, not terribly well-written run-through of what might be Graeber's last publication, a book called Anarchy in a Manner of Speaking, composed of wide-ranging conversations with three artists, one of whom was Graeber's partner. Price refutes some points, validates others, and positions Graeber as a reformist, as proponents for dual power usually are. Quote, in this short volume, Graeber and his interlocutors cover a raft of topics. For example, he has an interesting discussion on the influence of Native Americans on European and U.S. culture, some subjects I had difficulty following, lacking enough background in European theorists. They discuss the influence of anarchism on religion and the influence of religion on anarchism without actually considering the views of religious anarchists such as Tolstoy or Buber. Unquote. Solidarity, Aotearoa, WSM Newsletter Number 23, April 2021. From enoughisenough14.org. Worker Solidarity Movement is one of those anarchist organizations that riffs more RCP than anything else, and this newsletter has a report back on a protest that they call a climate strike. How is people talking and marching any kind of strike? In which AWSM members handed out leaflets to a polite crowd. At least they weren't selling them, right? Then there's a historical piece on the Paris Commune, then an article entitled The Fight for Anarchism is the Fight for Peace. That was as far as I got. Second public communique on the 32nd day of the hunger strike from enoughisenough14.org. An awkward translation, perhaps, because it was translated into English by Germans? Unclear. Quote, the anarchist prisoners and subversives of the social war, Monica Caballero Sepulveda in the female prison of San Miguel, Marcelo Villarroel Sepulveda, Juan Flores Riquelme, and Joaquin Garcia Chanks in the high security prison, Francisco Solar Dominguez in the maximum security section, and Pablo Bahamondes Ortiz in module two of the prison company of Santiago One, and Juan Alista Vega in the CAS, adhering but not on strike for medical reasons. We declare our total persistence in the decision to continue in this just mobilization in which we have already transit 31 days since nine kidnapped comrades in different periods in Chilean prisons, decided to begin this mobilization with characteristics of a liquid and indefinite hunger strike, thus activating a heartfelt demand in the prison world and in the same way, uniting different generations of comrades as inescapable evidence of the continuity of the conflict with the state, the prison and capital in an undeniable context of social war, unquote. Hunger strikes freak me out. Margins and Problems, Questions of Nature and Artifice from Libertarian Labyrinth by Sean Wilbur. Sean continues his year-long Constructing Anarchism's course, here identifying some surprising and intriguing thinkers as expressing proto-anarchist ideas focusing on Etienne de la Bocité, Edmund Burke, and Sylvain Marachal. Quote, So we can start by treating those as near-anarchisms. But we can't really stop there, since Burke's vindication was apparently both an influence on Godwin and the subject of subsequent appropriation by allies of Josiah Warren. 
we have a category of non-anarchist works that have been woven, in various ways, into the fabric of anarchist history and tradition. So we will have to be open to considering these various texts in a variety of ways, unquote. Sean remains a treasure trove of anarchist history analysis, and hopefully people are paying attention to the gift that is this course. Night Forest Journal, Issue 3, from nightforestpoetry.wordpress.com. I don't know much about poetry, but I do know something about self-indulgent authors who won't be edited and like to write poetry because it's what they feel, man. That said, Fenn's stuff isn't terrible. One of his is called Shut the Fuck Up, and it's short and tells us to go outside and listen. Hard to argue with that, right? Who the hell is Jack London from Trans Metropolitan Review? Quote, who the hell is Jack London? To be honest, as far as I know, he was a racist piece of shit, an anti-capitalist militant, a world-famous writer, an anti-Asian demagogue, a gun smuggler, a farmer, a pirate, a snitch, a hobo, a horrible father, a shitty lover, a failed gold miner, an anarchist spy, a socialist street orator, and a couple dozen other descriptions that would equally do him justice." Unquote. Like all trans-metropolitan pieces that make it to Ainu, this is an somewhat idiosyncratic look at Jack London, in particular his connections to some well-known and or significant anarchists, including Berkman and Goldman, Lucy Robbins Lang, and Eric Morton. An easy and pleasant read on some mostly West Coast anarchist history, with the takeaway, perhaps, that the anarchist world has pretty much always been pretty small. Anarchist and Insurgent Self-Critique of Recent Tactics from Medium.com, a super great place to post original anarchist writings. Sigh. Rather than talking about this set of apologies for liberal reform, let's check out a post from Anon, who notes that there are three articles with striking similarities all submitted to the anarchist library under different names and different titles. Quote, the real prestidigitation in discussing diversity of tactics is not its being used as a euphemism for pleading pacifists to tolerate militant direct action using this text's terms, but rather to assume a unity of goals, making an ass of you and me as per the idiom. In their infinite narcissism, this ultra-leftist with a newly found pseudonym appeals to anarchists to emulate their own predilect praxis of entryism, which they call social insertion. Their only insertion is that of their head so far up their ass that they have the gall to scold anarchists for identifying as anarchists and then proceed to scold them for the prejudices they themselves have of anarchists. If anarchy is a verb, this author cannot keep the verb tense consistent throughout the text, wavering between referring to anarchists in third person and only once timidly prefacing a statement as an anarchist, unquote. But we could go on. This comment is lovely. Thanks, Anon. Life is ecstatic. Intercourse between destruction and creation from CrimeThink. The only thing from CrimeThink this week is a whole post announcing, contextualizing, and explaining a new poster from a decades-old punk graphic. And it is a great slogan, but their poster image, which is basically a picture of prefiguration, is not nearly as good as the original. This post ends with a quote by Derudi. The end is the beginning, anarchist abolitionism as communicative creation, from Center for a Stateless Society by Eric Fleischman. Well, I tried to take this piece seriously, but what with the multiple quotations from William Gillis, the rest in power for a dead anarchist, and the hodgepodge of quotations from explicitly non-anarchist thinkers to put forward some posy message about how, yet again, anarchist challenges can really fit quite easily into the perspectives of non-anarchists, <sighs> it's a toss-up if this post is more irritating or more boring. Turns out that this is the intro to a new book, quote, and therefore it is for the love of this communicative and creative power of abolition that I am proud to introduce 
alongside some fellow authors, this anthology of works on the abolition of police, prisons, borders, and empire paired with some classic texts by individualist and anarchist thinkers on the abolition of American slavery. I hope that this volume can serve as a guide and a weapon in the fight for a truly free society. And to those who continue to say, as Malthus once essentially did, that our vision of an abolitionist society based on reciprocity, free exchange, and communication is a pipe dream or a fairy tale, I quote Neil Gaiman's likely purposeful misquotation of G.K. Chesterton. Like, <sighs> fairy tales are more than true, not because they tell us that dragons exist, but because they tell us that dragons can be beaten. Now read on, we have dragons to slay, unquote. Yeah, no. Long live the motherfucking dragons. Anarchist comrade Lisa is free from prison on parole in Spain from abolition media worldwide. Quote, after three and a half years of closed prison and one and a half in so-called semi-liberty, on Monday, April 19th, 2021, having completed two thirds of her sentence, she has been given parole, a measure that can be revoked or suspended at any moment if the authorities decide that the conditions have not been met. We want to thank all those who have shown their solidarity and support to the comrade during this period, but don't forget that as long as prisons exist, no one will be free, unquote. Review. Setting Sight from C4SS by Kevin Carson. This is a review of Scott Crow's book on armed self-defense by communities seeking liberation. Quote, the first part of the book consists of general essays aimed at defending the principle of armed self-defense and recuperating libertarian arguments for gun rights from the right-wing white chuds who have misappropriated them. The second part is a series of case studies ranging from the Russian and Spanish civil wars to the Wobblies at Centralia to the Black Panthers to such contemporary movements as the Zapatistas, the self-defense militias of the Venezuelan barrios, and the Kurdish fighters in Rojava, and as we might expect, New Orleans in 2005. Unquote. Carson recommends the book. Anarchists sentenced in case of revolutionary self-defense via abolition media worldwide. Three anarchists, Vangelis Tethopoulos, Demetrius Chat Ziv Asile Adis, and D.M. were sentenced, the first two without appeal. There is no information on what the trial was about. Most of this post is a statement from Vangelis Tethopoulos. Quote, Solidarity is judged on my person with the heaviest accusations because I helped an injured comrade. My prosecution and trial are based solely on political criteria, on the attitude of dignity and solidarity that I have consistently followed throughout my life, unquote write an anarchist prisoner today. Photo in solidarity with anarchist prisoners of Operation Bialystok from roundrobin.info. Quote, we send our flaming hearts to Italy where our comrades are still being persecuted by the state. We gathered for a solidarity photo at Herder Park in Leipzig, Konowitz. The banner reads, freedom for the prisoners of Operation Bialystok, Freiheit für den Gefangenen ab Bialystok. A hug full of anger and love to Flavia, Nico, and Roby, released a few days ago, and to the others who are still waiting to get out of the vile jails. For anarchy! Unquote. Hertz Van Consigned to the Flame Against Constitutional Courts and Curfews from Athens Indie Media. And in our catch-all communiques category, we have this entry. Quote, Last week, April 18th, 2021, the rent cap was overturned by the Constitutional Court. This rent cap meant for many Berliners to be able to afford an apartment in their hometown. The verdict now not only makes this impossible, but also means large repayments to the fucking landlords. Such a mess must not remain unanswered. That's why we set fire to a Hertz fan in the street, Zer Borsa. Hertz equips the Greek cops so with pleasure they can be the target of this tenant action. In addition, this crappy restriction to move is also unacceptable. We will not be locked up for months. 
Should the nationwide curfew come from 9 p.m., you should rather think twice to let your company cars parked around in our neighborhood. We have enough of the shit and we'll try not to let you rest, unquote. Audio and video. Ron Sikulski on Immediatism. 15, 29, 18, 34, and 34 minutes, respectively, from Immediatism.com. Here, Immediatism presents selections from Creating Anarchy, a book of essays by American anarchist and surrealist author Ron Sikulski. Quote, Ron Sikulski is a rare anarchist for a variety of reasons, including his longevity, his intellectual pursuits, especially challenging academia, and his embrace of art and the surrealists, a tendency that is not strong among modern anarchists and one that could stand to be renewed. Unquote. Check it out at a certain site with certain initials. Recording of Mending the World as Jewish Anarchist book event from Cindy Milstein's blog, an hour and 40 minutes, including ads for Firestorm. This Zoom session with four-faced people and two in face scars emphasizes the Judaism as a practice and a culture, mostly avoiding God entirely. Cindy has worked very hard to keep her anarchism relevant to her life, and if you don't get too close to her, then she can be worth attending. She makes the argument that Jewish people tend towards anarchism, talks more about grief and broken hearts, and has pulled together many people who don't hear color outside of the bounds of good leftist activism. So for me, there were two interesting issues raised. One is, especially in these times when rationality is showing its limitations, how do people who have been excised from the spiritual come back to it or find it in the first place in a way that means something? That is, doesn't fall apart the first time people get mad at each other. And also doesn't replicate the things that we hate about religion. Also the relationship of indigeneity to a diasporic people, including the benefits of nomadism or travel. Wouldn't say that the discussion does a good job on these topics, but just raising them is pretty good. Also, this is an example of how to do Zoom book events with intermissions, mixed media, and many references to the title. FTP Studies Podcast, Episode 1, 61 and 47 minutes, respectively, from FTP Studies Podcast. FTP Studies says about itself, quote, FTP Studies Podcast Series is an autonomous podcast independently and bravely produced by angry anti-authoritarians in so-called Boyle Heights Caliphas, in occupied, unceded Tongveland, unquote. Here, a number of young indigenous women and Cindy Milstein talk about anti-authoritarian organizing, radical rest, defending against authoritarian co-optation, and more. Extremely intriguing and kind of weird to have Cindy Milstein thrown into this mix, but nice that she brings a strong note of anarchy into the conversation. And although the participants don't necessarily explicitly state this, the heavy theme of neither activist nor friendship structures being capable of dissipating any and all conflict between individuals is definitely a lesson to be learned. An Indian anarchist on anti-caste organizing and more! Two hours and ten minutes from the final straw. Here, William Goodenough interviews, quote, Pranav Jeevan P., who is a student, a writer, an anti-caste activist, and an Indian anarchist living in the state of Kerala, unquote. As with most American anarchist interviews with anarchists in faraway lands, this episode remains pretty much at surface-level geopolitics and rarely delves into any real anarchism. That being said, it was pretty fascinating to hear just how many people have been mobilizing in protests in India, something that I have very rarely heard discussed in mainstream news. And there is a bit of depth on the question of what distinguishing features caste has versus other forms of discrimination. Also, episode ends with a segment by the man himself, Sean Swain. Woohoo! Anarchist Theory and Practice, 53 Minutes from Against the Grain on KPFA Radio. Yay, Berkeley! <laughs> Here, Against the Grain interviews anarchist author and professor Dana Ward on Anarchy. Oh. 
Dana Ward on anarchism. If you'd like a taste of what Ward's vision of anarchy looks like, just know that he suggests we can overcome global warming with anarchism because anarchists all over the world will be able to federate and cooperate once we've eliminated the state. Three cheers for global green syndicalism. Yay! Professors, he builds houses now. Real anarchism has never been philosophized an hour from Acid Horizon. Acid Horizon, quote, is a theory podcast which confronts global crisis and the specter of a world that could be free, unquote. I had semi-high hopes for this podcast as the hosts seem like smart people and at least one of them has read Sterner. Unfortunately, I should have noticed this red flag in the episode's description, quote, thinkers in the discussion include Sherman, Ranciere, Foucault, Deleuze, Aristotle, Reich, Sterner, Heidegger, Hegel, Derrida, Agamben, Agamben, Proudhon, Marx, and many, many more, unquote. As you can see, the discussion starts at (laughs) Proudhon and then basically jumps to mid-20th century philosophers in order to make the argument that something called, quote, metaphysical anarchy, unquote, in contrast to, quote, political anarchy, unquote, hasn't been theorized. Another extremely unfortunate example of academics delving into the world of the A-word without ever stopping to talk to an actual anarchist. The episode's guest even mentions the term ontological anarchy, but I guess has never heard of Hakim Bey. Mm. Maddening. Mm, mm, mm. Two by Jacques Kamat on Immediatism podcast. 37, 34, 35, 23, and 32 minutes, respectively, from Immediatism.com. Here, Immediatism presents two works by everyone's favorite anti-state primitivist communist, Jacques Kamat, on the, quote, experience in daily life under the regime of capitalism and the last gasps of the nation-state, unquote. Quote, the autonomy of form affects all aspects of life and dominated by capital. Knowledge is valid only if it is formalized, if it is emptied of content. Absolute knowledge is tautology realized. It is dead form, deployed over all knowledge. Science is its systematization. Epistemology is its redundancy, unquote. Check it all out at that little black cart place. Why do you make me read these things? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not even the- Down the hammer. Can you see it in your heart? This week's podcast was sound edited by Greg. The What's New was written and read by Chisel and Greg. No topic of the week this week. We hope this podcast is useful to and fun for anarchists and the anarcho-curious. Give us feedback and constructive criticism by email at podcast at anarchistnews.org. For more information and usually some good commentary, see you at your favorite, favorite non-sectarian anarchist, anarchist site anarchist with anarchist commentary news, anarchist 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 news. <laughs> There's a script. <laughs> Down the hammer Can you see it in your heart? Can you delve so low? And when you're standing On my fingers Can you see it in your heart?